What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Ask Nick in the Q&A show. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, today, we're out of the studio, so you'll see a little bit different vibe, and it was a little bit of a quick Q&A, so thanks for being here, thanks for watching, and uh, we'll see you in the next video. But his question was, when are you starting your big band? Uh, I've talked about this on and off for a long time. Uh, I have a bunch of arrangements, and uh, now's as good a time as any to start brainstorming and getting things together. So we're in the beginning stages of some sort of project. I don't know what that project looks like, and I don't know when it will be. Um, but I just was talking to a couple of arrangers uh, this last week about working on some stuff, and I'll probably do some stuff, and I have some old stuff that I'll probably fix up. But uh, I don't know what the timeline is on that, but um, that will be fun to put together. So we're going to try to put that together over the next... I don't know, year, <laughs> two years. These projects take a long time. Uh, that is 100% for sure. So um, it's coming, it's coming, but uh, it might be a while before we get it totally together. Okay, from Wang Hao Wong, what's happening? How about the ghost note? Man, that's funny. We were talking about you're talking about like a, like a skip or like a did it did it did it, but like a like a grace note, ghost a ghosted note. Um. The ghost, a ghosted note is um, one where you just kind of swallow it, you know? And so there's a lot of ways to do it. One way to do it is um, to just totally de-emphasize it, kind of swallow the note. You you still kind of like articulate it and move the air like you're doing the note, but you don't actually tongue it the same way as you normally would. So you want to get that... Um, ghosted thing you know the solo that got posted today this is the last day of that jazz trombone christmas the solo that got posted today was a curtis fuller solo and he does a lot of that actually doing a lot of ghosting and the ghosting it helps to accentuate the accented notes so something that i talk about a lot with my students is that sometimes we not only have to accent more but we also have to take the unaccented unaccented notes and play them less so um in that, in that case, the, a ghosted note is like the ultimate unaccented note, right? Because it's coming, you're like almost totally getting rid of it. You're, you're swallowing it. Um, and really, it's just a function of phrasing and a function of uh, trying to de-emphasize a note. But da, 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 do, da, like da, da, there's like the back, da, 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 and it's like that's the ghosted note, but da do be da, but do be ah. You get these little ghosted notes that are like just barely articulated, and the reason for them, I think, at least this is me just reflecting on it now, is just thinking like the reason for it is that we have, um, that it's to de-emphasize the note, it's to uh, make the accented notes come out stronger, it's to really develop the phrasing and develop the the flow of your vocabulary and your lines. So that's, that's ghost notes. And so how to do them, if you don't know, is you kind of swallow, you just kind of swallow it. You kind of do it in your mouth, but not actually articulate it. It's kind of, you have to record yourself, you know, all this stuff, these different things. Like what I mostly focus on with my students is to play various solos various vocabulary along with the original recordings and actually like try to match it exactly and so that forces you to person learning it to actually go ahead and um, 
internalize that sound and figure out how to make it happen. That was something that when I was studying more with Wycliffe Gordon that we would do often. And it was often he would show something or I'd ask a question like, how do you do this? He would do it, he would play it, and then he said, you just do that. And maybe I'm, I'm not trying to paint a bad picture, I'm just trying to say that you need to um, like go on a, on a search yourself and figure out like, oh, how do I do this thing? How do I actually make this thing happen? How do I actually just swallow this note? Or how do I actually do the, the ghosted note, you know? So, uh, that's ghost notes. Okay, DJ's here. Hi, DJ. DJ is one of those people that's working on uh, my the big band record. We were just talking about it yesterday. No pressure, DJ. Uh, okay, so he says, what do you think about the concept of sounding like yourself from a teacher's standpoint? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think you can't help but to sound like yourself is honestly the answer. And so for me, it's not something I focus on with undergrads that much. It's something I never even thought of myself until later. Um, I think that you have to, uh, you have to go through the history. I don't know. They're, like you, you can't come out as an informed improviser, an informed musician, without having an understanding of what's come before. Uh, and I, I know DJ knows this, and he's well studied, but. Um, there's an inevitability that you're going to sound like yourself. Even my friend, I won't say his name, but I had a friend in college who, like, in high school, transcribed a lot of only one person, really, really, really intensely, and he could sound very, very similar to that person. And, um, but he still sounded like himself. He never didn't. He never sounded like JJ. He was JJ. So he was transcribing a ton and ton of JJ, and he had all this stuff down of JJ's. But then when he went to play it was JJ plus him you know so as you develop your base you know of the things that you're interested in you know I think I don't care really what somebody sounds like I, I want them to sound the most like themselves um, which kind of goes against what I just said but not really because I, I want them to get the fundamentals of the masters of the music in a way that's like, okay, can you play like this person? Can you play like this person? Do you know how to play in this style? Do you know how to play in this style? Just so you can function as an improviser, as a musician uh, in 2020 and beyond. Obviously, maybe not so much in 2020, but maybe in 2021. Um, there's all those skills, but then to, to sound like yourself, you have to let those things absorb, and then you have to start making musical choices that putting yourself in a situation to make musical choices. And that's like a, the differentiation between getting called to be trombone and getting called to be DJ or to be you, you know, or to be me. Like I, some people call me to play trombone parts and some people call me because they want, you know, the improvisational voice that comes with it or they want whatever else that comes with it in terms of sometimes people hire you f because they're your friend or because they like your personality or because they like how easygoing you are when it comes to gigs and stuff when traveling, all sorts of different reasons why um, someone might uh, want to hire you. But I think it's really important to develop as wide a base as you can to get back to DJ's question more directly, kind of meandering here. <laughs> but to get uh, develop a wide and deep base, I, I think four to six people as like your main, like really deep understanding is like 
a good start. I mean, obviously we want to get go as deep as we can with as many people as we can, but like go deep and like do 10 JZ solos, not three, do 10 Curtis solos, not two, you know, and uh, get really deep into some people, be able to match them as exactly as you can. And then from there you can go and expand on that. And uh, you can go and uh, find a way you're going to sound like yourself. There's nothing you have to do to not sound like yourself. Like we're always going to know there's certain, there's just certain things that the way you play, you can tell, I can always tell which students are which, you know, without having to see, right. I know when it's a UDJ. I know when it's other students, there's just like little phrasing things, little sound things. So I don't really focus on that too much of like, you have to sound develop that sound. It's just, you develop to a point and then you can start making choices about the things that you like. And by embracing the things that you like, you'll lead yourself down the path to end up sounding more and more like yourself kind of naturally without having to force it too much, which uh, I think is for the best. Cause if you try to force it, that uh, you end up making choices that sacrifice the music to me, you know, not putting the music first and just thinking, Oh, I need to be flashy or, Oh, I need to be this or play with tricks or like figure out how to be more technically masterful than this person or whatever. And, um, I don't see that as a good long-term musical strategy. I, I, but that's just my opinion. I want to be hired by people for the music and because people trust my musicianship, not because, um, of anything else really. Um, I want them to want the music that comes along with, with hiring me. So, uh, the way that I've done whatever in terms of trying to develop a quote unquote musical personality is just embracing the things that I like, uh, trying to get better at the things I'm not good at, but just embracing those things that I like and, um, doubling down on them because they're going to be different. You know, I'm interested, really interested in like modal mixture and how we change modes and develop those over through time and kind of coming out of people like Wayne Shorter and Herbie Hancock and Chick Corea and, um, those, you know, because just because those are the people that I, uh, compositionally, musically draw inspiration from. So I think that's the same. And it doesn't have to be any particular thing to be, you know, a great musician at the thing that you want to be great at because there's room, there's room in all different niches within our little niche uh, trombone, jazz trombone land, you know. There's a reason, you know, Bill Watrous and JJ and Curtis could all exist in their own different realms because they're all great, they're all great at different things. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. That's the long answer. Sorry for the long answer. To the question i'll jump it up on the screen here just asking about sounding like yourself guys <clears throat> so thanks everyone for being here we'll be back next friday 1 p.m eastern uh, you can sign up for that music marketing roadmap totally free happening uh, in two weeks i hope to see you there and uh yeah appreciate everybody and have a safe weekend and we'll see you next time